Well, welcome back to the When I Heard This Podcast. My name is Nate Robinsoff, and I'm here with Pastor Joseph Tillman, MDiv, soon to be demon. How are you doing today, sir? I'm doing really well. That's good. I may be a bit delirious because I've been staying up late working on school stuff, but <clears throat> I think I will articulate things. Demon school? To the West, to my best of my ability. Um, yeah, yep, mm-hmm. doing some, yep, some doctoral work there, mm-hmm. yep. Go to Patreon, $5, like, subscribe, share, comment, follow, download. Facebook and Instagram is When I Heard This Podcast, and X, previously known as Twitter, and Locals is When I Heard This. Tell your friends about the show. Also, that's, as I've heard, the best way to grow a podcast. Um, Joseph, today we're talking about pride. Sounds good. The first of the seven deadly sins, according to the list that I looked up. All right. Which was the best list. Okay. That I looked up. All right. Talking about pride today. Okay. Talking about pride. Yep. So, yeah, it's not the um, not the parade kind. Nope. It's the cometh before fall kind. True. Yeah. And it just so happens that today the two best podcasters in the world are going to be talking about pride. That's what we're doing. Mm-hmm. All right. Isn't that crazy? That's crazy. Isn't that crazy that the... I, I can't believe we got the two best podcasters in the world to do this. Isn't that crazy that the two best podcasters just so happen to be on the the same podcast? I mean, it's pretty amazing. It, it is. makes us amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I mean, we must have the most favor with the Lord out of any other everyone else. Yeah. I mean, not to boast or anything, we're pretty incredible. This is... Yeah. 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 Cool. All right. So let's get started. Talking about pride. Yeah. What is pride? <laughs> Everything we just exhibited. Um, <laughs> so, All right. So there's actually two forms of pride. Mm-hmm. Okay. So one pride is the kind of the, what I'll call like a healthy pride of pride that we have in our kids or in our family, in our work, um, or even just a healthy self-respect. And then there's the other side. The, the other form of pride is synonymous with arrogance and boasting and being conceited that's it that's pride man that's pride that's pride okay yeah i think that was the best answer about pride that any podcast has ever come up with thank you i can really really define things well you really can yeah wow yeah and did you hear me ask the question i mean that might have been the best question i've ever heard i know yeah Incredible. All right. Look, cool. Cool. This next one's like even better. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> so what does the Bible say about pride? All right. So again, there's this healthy form of pride, and then there's the pride, which is sin. Okay. okay? So in 2 Corinthians 7, 4, Paul says, I'm very frank with you. I have great pride in you. I'm filled with encouragement. So he's talking to the church at Corinth, and he's saying, like, I have great pride in you. So this is taking pride in others, um, and a lot of us will do this with our spouses or with our kids. You know that we have a sense of pride in them. Um, so, for example, for me, you know, uh, I've got a sense of pride that I'm, I'm married to this incredible woman. She's beautiful inside and out, and I take pride in the fact that she loves the Lord, that she cares for our family, that she loves people, um, and I, I take pride in the fact that she's a published author. Does she um, listen to this podcast? She does. Mm. Yeah. So I'm just earning points right yeah. now. All right. So anyway, mm-hmm. 
no shame. All right. So, and I, and I, and I take pride in how well she homeschools our kids. All of that is healthy pride. All right. And then as a pastor, and yes, there are people from our church that listen to this podcast too, but as a pastor, I'm incredibly proud of our church family. I'm proud of the way they love each other. They serve one another. I'm proud of the service things we're going to be doing for our community going into December and the Christmas holidays. Um, so it's a healthy pride. Okay. Mm-hmm. And Paul brings up one more form of pride that's healthy. In 2 Corinthians 10, 17, he says, Let the one who boasts, boast in the Lord. So boasting in the Lord and his power, his strength, his glory, his majesty, that's healthy. You know, boasting in who the Lord is and what he's done, that's healthy. All right. So those are the the healthy forms of quote unquote pride. Okay. okay. And then now the bad kind. Yeah. Then there's the sinful mm-hmm. all right, part of pride. So Proverbs twenty one four says, Halty eyes and a proud heart, the lamp of the wicked are sin. So the author of Proverbs here specifically says that a proud heart or halty and halty eyes are sin. Proverbs sixteen, eighteen through nineteen. Pride comes before destruction and an arrogant spirit before a fall. Better to be lowly of spirit with the humble than to divide plunder with the proud. And so he's saying, listen, if, you, if there's pride there, it comes before destruction. So it's going to lead into destruction. Um, That's the saying everyone says. Yep. That pride comes before the fall. Mm-hmm. Yep. And and then and we we find it in other places too. But Matthew 23, 12. Whoever exalts himself will be humbled, and whoever humbles himself will be exalted. So if we exalt our own selves, we're going to be humbled. Um, 2 Timothy 3, 1 through 2. But know this, hard times will come in the last days. For people will be lovers of self, lovers of money, boastful, proud, demeaning, disobedient to parents, ungrateful, unholy, unloving. And then James 4. And, And that's right now, right? Yeah. It's always right now. Yeah. We're in the last days. Yeah. We're always in the last days. We're in the last days. Because people always do that stuff. Yeah. We've been in the, we've been in the last days for a minute. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, actually, biblically speaking, we've been in the last days, the end times ever since Christ, you know, since his death, resurrection and his ascension, we've been in those last days. So, um, that's a whole nother discussion. Mm -hmm. Yeah. James. It seems like that would mean more if I knew how long the, Earth had existed. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. But we're not going to get into young Earth, <laughs> old Earth discussion today. Um, but we are but we could because we're that amazing. Right. Right. We'd be so good at... Yeah. We'd probably be the best. We probably need to stop doing this joke. Yeah. James 4, <laughs> 6 through 7. But he gives greater grace. Therefore, he says, God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Therefore, submit to God. Resist the devil. He will flee from you. So God actually resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. And so the Bible is pretty clear about this other element of pride and that it is sinful. By sinful, we're just meaning missing the mark. It's not of the Lord. Um, it's missing the Lord's will. And it actually can lead to destruction of ourselves and, and it can lead to, to other issues as well. I get that you just said it's bad. Okay. But like in, the Bible says not to do it. Right. Pride. Or not to have it. Not yeah. to have it. Yeah. But 
like what what about it is a sin okay does All that right. make sense yeah like yeah. makes sense so like what is the problem with 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 being doing prideful. with doing any of those things okay. or being that way all right so first corinthians 13 4 okay love is patient love is kind love does not envy it is not boastful it's not arrogant and many of us have heard you know this verse before we've probably heard it at weddings um and but that idea that love does not envy love is not boastful love is not arrogant in other words pride which is sinful is this selfish love okay and it's the antithesis of god's love okay yeah so it's the opposite of god's love which is a sacrificial love does god love himself god does love himself then what (laughs) (laughs) yeah but remember i said it's a selfish love i didn't say it's a it's it's a lack of self-love okay we should like god even tell commands us the second commandment love others as we love ourselves okay there's nothing wrong with loving ourselves rightly so we for who we are for who we've been made could we love how selfish other people are could we love how selfish other yeah. people are? I don't think most of us think that way. Okay. I don't think most of us are. Because uh, if I'm selfish, but I love it when other people are selfish, then yeah. is that bad? <laughs> That's just selfish. I mean, you know, it's because it's because loving. Here's uh, Let me put it this way. So God's love. So it's it's a sacrificial love. Okay. Okay. And it's a love that's selfless pl- love. Yeah. Okay. And it's a. So it's sacrificial and it's putting the well-being of others before self. Okay. So in other words, it's celebrate. So so love, love, God's love celebrates, okay, the 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 well-being of others. Others being others being treated well, others being cared for. That's okay. what God's love celebrates. Okay? So when Jesus did his thing, that was yeah. selfless love. Correct. That's kind of the whole point. Kind of the whole point. Okay. Yeah. yeah. When so when Jesus came down, that was a sacrificial love, right? Okay. Yeah. Um, and so, so, so there's that. So that's why it's so this idea of pride is the the issue with it is that it's unloving. Okay. Okay. Um, or if it is quote unquote loving, it's a selfish love. Um, and again, it's perfectly fine to love self. In a, in a right manner. And we can get into that in a second. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's perfectly fine to love self in a right manner. There's a line here somewhere. There's a line. And, and I, we're going to find I it. I know. You're all about that line. Yeah. I know. All right. So secondly, 2 Corinthians 10, 3 through 5 says, For although we live in the flesh, we do not wage war according to the flesh. Since the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh but are powerful through God for the demolition of strongholds. So we demolish arguments and every proud thing that is raised up against the knowledge of God or above the knowledge of God. And we take every thought captive to obey Christ. So pride is also lifting thoughts above or against the knowledge of God. And in other words, thinking that one knows better than God, thinking that one, that something is right when God calls it wrong. Okay. Or calling something wrong that God calls right. And 
or maybe even a thought of that we just don't even need God. Okay, and so in our own in our own pride, it's not just selfish in nature; it can also be exalting oneself, one's um, one's thoughts, one's ideas about self above the knowledge of God, or it can be thinking that, hey, I just simply know better than God, or God says that's wrong. Nah, it's right. And so going against going against what God has declared and therefore going against God is pride. Say I'm proud of my kids. Okay. What? How proud of my kids can I be? Okay. Yeah. All right. Like where do I where do I turn into bad pride if I'm being proud of my kids? Okay. So obviously there's there like again there's that there's there's many things we can be proud of in our kids in a healthy manner, right? Yeah. So I'm proud of who they are. Mm-hmm. I'm proud of I it could be I'm proud of their effort that they put in towards school or their mm-hmm. effort they put in toward work or their effort they put in toward some kind of extracurricular activity. So there's not a problem with being like having a sense of pride about your, you know, or maybe your kid just chose to do the right thing, you know, mm-hmm. or maybe he chose to do something that was selfless and caring for the well-being of another. You're proud that they did that. Okay. You know? Like there's times I'm proud of one of my kids because they did something n- nice and loving for their sibling. Okay. Right. So there's such a pride in that. Mm-hmm. All right. So I think the problem becomes when. I begin to say that because of those things, I'm better than somebody else. Okay. Right? So, for example, if I see my kids doing something great, right? And then I'm like, well, hey, my kid just absolutely outpaced your kid in academics or athletics or whatever. Therefore, I'm better than you. Our family's better than you. Right. That's pride. Okay. Yeah. So that's where the line is. I think so. Like, my kid got all A's, or my kid got all A's, your kid is stupid. <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah. So Therefore, just don't go to that point. Don't go to that point of where you're de- making declarations of, they're, because of this, therefore, I'm better than. Right. Okay. So, like, another example. All right. So, I I, I went to UGA. Wow. Okay. Right. <laughs> so here we go. <laughs> so I went to UGA. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I'm I'm incredibly proud that I'm an alum from there. That my parents are both alums from there. Mm-hmm. That my granddads are both alums from there. That I've got a lot of family alums there. That's mm-hmm. fine. Like I'm all right. So I'm proud that I went to UGA. Proud of my families are are Georgia Bulldogs alum, and I'm proud that Georgia has won national championships in football back to back years. And we're undefeated this year. Hey, it could be the three-peat. Mm-hmm. So, like, I'm I, I'm proud of those <laughs> things. All right? It's a source of, quote-unquote, pride. Um, but what makes it even better is that everyone else is stupid and they're <laughs> losers. <laughs> yeah. And that's where the issue becomes, <laughs> right? So, like, we were at the game a couple, couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. All right? Hey, and it was... I oh, loved. went to the game. <laughs> Love. Wow. <laughs> Love being in the stadium. Love my kids having that experience. I'm taking this angle now. 
that's fine. I don't care. <laughs> and so, and you know, and you know, my family's there and my nephews are there. Oh, just, brought your whole family. Right. <laughs> yep. We sure did. <laughs> Stayed for the weekend, had a great weekend, had a, you know, in, enjoyed being at the game. And, and so, and it was fun being there. There's a, there's a sense of pride being in the game. We beat this top 15 team. All that's awesome. Okay. But it's not like I'm yelling and screaming at the other team's fans and being, and being all a jerk about it. Were you not? I was not. Okay. I was not. I was not. Take your word for it. Yeah. I do. <laughs> do I celebrate when our team does well? Absolutely. <laughs> but I'm not like yelling and screaming and pointing and, you know, being a jerk about it to the other team's fans. So, yeah, I think it all comes down to the fact that, you know, I don't believe because I went to UGA or my family's alum from there or that we were at the game or that my team's done really well. Like, those things don't make me better than somebody else. Are there specific things that I am, a, like, is there a is there a topic list that I'm allowed to be proud of? And then a list of stuff that I'm not allowed to be proud of? Okay. Or is it about okay. how I feel about whatever? So, okay, I see what you're saying. Yeah. I, I think, okay, so there's there's the things like what we talked about, like, hey, I'm proud of our family. Yeah. I'm proud of, I, and, I yeah. Can, and I can be proud of, like, work I've done, right? R- okay. I mean, without, without, like, without it being like, this boastful you know, selfish mm-hmm. kind of loving thing of like, or, or this, Oh, look at me. I'm mm-hmm. so great. You know, I can be proud of work I've done or work others have done. I like, can... am I allowed to be proud that I am the best looking person in a room? You know what I mean? I mean, that's never <laughs> happened to me before. I'm just coming up with an example, but right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, like, am I allowed to be proud of the fact that I go somewhere and I'm the smartest? Right. I That's think an example I'm, I'm the, familiar with. You're, of course you mm-hmm. are. Right. <laughs> Actually, you are really smart. So, like, <laughs> this, that doesn't surprise me. All right. But the, I think, I think that it's. I know. <laughs> of course you know. <laughs> of course. And so, I think that I feel one. Like of, I'm going to fall over right after. <laughs> I'm going to stand up and trip. fall <laughs> into the whole set. <laughs> Please After let, we're done with this, please podcast. let that happen. <laughs> uh, um, so yeah, I think again, when as long as it's not making me think that because all right, I can go. You can be in a room. And you're like, hey, I'm the smartest person in the room. Mm-hmm. My IQ is the highest in this room, but it doesn't make me better than them because it it didn't make it doesn't make it didn't make um like I didn't make myself this smart or give myself this IQ. Right. Okay. I mean, like the Lord gave me. So, but, but being, the IQ that I have simply being proud of that. Yeah. <laughs> like I, it's okay to like acknowledge that someone, like if you're intelligent, it's okay to acknowledge I'm, I'm intelligent. Okay. That's not, there's nothing wrong with that. Again, as long as you don't think it's making yourself better than somebody else. Okay. Right? Because just because I might be smarter than someone, my IQ's higher than someone, or I have more information on a topic about someone, doesn't mean that I'm better than them. Okay. It doesn't give me more inherent value than them. 
And I think that's like really the issue. It's the idea that because we're all made in the image of God, we're all, you know, I, I like to say the, the gospel has kind of leveled the playing field. In other words, the, the gospel has declared that every one of us have sinned. Every one of us are in need of a savior. And, and, and every one of us have a broken image of God in us that the Lord wants to transform and, and begin to transform us more and more back into his image and his likeness. And so I don't think just because I have done certain things that I'm better than someone. And, and I think that's hard because I think a lot of our society, our society is so comparison driven mm -hmm. from, from the educations we have to the jobs we have to what we do on social media, you know, all the posts on social media, look at our great family, look at our great vacation, look at what we, it's so comparison driven. And, and I think pride kind of comes into that, you know? Um, and so I think that it's, it's a trap if you want to put it that way to think just because I have a better job and I might think it's a better job or I have a higher education and I might have a higher education level. But that doesn't, again, make me any more, it doesn't make me better than somebody else. It doesn't give me more value than someone else. What if I have a really healthy pride in how many sins I'm doing? Yeah, that's just sinful pride. Okay. Yeah, that's what I was going to get to, actually. Like, there's the things that we can think of that are like our kids and that kind of stuff. But like, when I begin boasting, about things that are immoral. Oh, that's where you were going to go or, with my uh -huh. last question? Yeah. Oh, okay, so this yeah. is the answer to that. Yeah, so like, yeah, right. if, if things were, like if we're doing things that are immoral or unethical or sinful, illegal, and we're boasting about it, no, that's just What if we're not boasting sinful, about it? That's we're just, just sinful pride. We're just talking about it. And at, But with no, then. Yeah, no boasting about it. No boasting about it. Yeah. I'm just. Am I sinning currently? If you're if if you're if you're talking about a sinful act with no sense of repentance about it, okay, then that's pride. Okay, so that in and of, in and and of itself, itself is, is pride. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, okay. Because, like, for example, it's one thing if I sit here and talk to you about things that I know that I've done wrong, and I'm talking about them in, with a sense of and they're wrong, right? Mm -hmm. I've repented. I've asked for forgiveness, but these these things are my past, or 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 are in my past. Like I don't I don't want to feel better than anyone, but I, I've killed eight people. <laughs> right? Okay. Jeez. If you say that with no remorse, with no repentance, did I do did I do a good job? Yeah, you did a pretty good job, okay, and that scares me. Um, it's. <laughs> But yeah, but that's that's because I'm I'm making a statement, a claim that those are thoughts above the knowledge of God. It's like when I said earlier, when we call something right that the Lord calls wrong. Okay, that's that's pride. Because that's I our mean, I'm own, not calling it right. I'm just making a statement, stating it. Yeah, I would say if you're making that statement without any without any remorse or regret, I mean that's. That's pride. Or repentance, that's pride. So God was proud of a lot of things in the Bible. Mm-hmm. Sure. Like when he made all the stuff that exists. 
Yeah. And he was like, hell yeah, I did that. Okay. Or not like that, but he was like, it was really good what I just did. Mm -hmm. I'm the best. I'm God. Okay. Because he's God. Right. He is God. And objectively, he's the best. Correct. Okay. Correct. So if... (laughs) (laughs) Anyway... He said everything that he did was good, which was made everything. So, right. So, how is he not sinning? Okay. All right. So, you're right that God does take pride in what he does. Right. And what he's done. Um, and in fact, you know, I mean, like we read earlier in Paul, like. And he does it and wants everyone to know it. Yeah. Like Paul, like whether it's Paul imploring us to boast in Christ and boast in God. Um, and his power and his strength. Um, and you know, we're called to give glory and honor to God. Um, so for God to boast in God though, is completely acceptable. Okay. Because okay? he's, he's the greatest of all goods, right? So he's the highest good. Well, he's not really setting a good example for us then. Okay. Well, let me, all right. Let me clarify. All okay. Right. So he's the highest good. Yeah. All right. So because he is good. Okay. He is capital good. He's capital. Right. <laughs> because it's not just what he, what he does does not make him good. He simply is good. Okay. Okay. And which he told us. Right. Which in he, his Bible. <laughs> in his words. Right. He's good. Right. Okay. So. Um, and so all he creates is good. So good naturally comes from him. And because he's good, because he's good, because in and of himself, he's good, not just because of what he's done, because just that's his attribute. He's good. Mm -hmm. Therefore, everything that he does is good. Everything he creates is good. Um, you know, James actually says that, you know, every good and perfect gift comes from above. So everything that's good, everything that's perfect comes from God. Um, so all that's of true goodness, all that's of true beauty is actually from him. And thus, that's that call to boast in him, okay, to glorify him. But he boasts in himself. That's what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. So does God like love himself? Yeah. Absolutely. God absolutely loves himself. Um, does God let us know that he's the best all the time? Yes, he does. <laughs> well and and but he loves okay how would you say that he's letting us know that he's the best all the time because he made other people write a book okay. about him okay that af- that affirms that? that affirms that okay under the guise of i didn't write it other people did even though i really wrote it <laughs> i don't think there's a guise and, about it <laughs> and he wants us to know that he's the best well, he wants us to know he's God. Okay. And and because he's God, he is quote unquote the best to use your language. Well, this is Here's a- here's here's what I would say. Here's <clears throat> the language I would want to use. Okay. All right. So all right, again, I said earlier we're even called to love ourselves. Mm-hmm. Okay? So he says to love others as you love ourselves, as we love ourselves. And so um so he's calling us to love others in a way that's not selfish, okay? To because he's saying love others mm-hmm. as you love yourself, all right? And so God loving God is not selfish. Okay. 
It's just, that's just pure, genuine love. All right. Um, and so does he, does he love himself? Yes, but it's not selfishly. Okay. Okay. Oh, right. Cause he, because he's made his kid go die for us. He was like, I'm not going to do it. You go do it. Okay, another episode we'll talk about Trinity further, apparently. All right, how this all works. Um, but, but, God almighty. All right. No, but the whole, but the whole point of, of God as a father and God as a son, God the Holy Spirit, God has always been in this relational, there's always been a, a he's a triune relational being. Right. Loving himself, okay? And so there's always been this sense of pure love between Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and and in even and even for themselves. And there, when they when we say God loves Himself, again, that's like the highest love or highest good, loving the highest good or highest love. So what I, all I'm saying is is that for God to love Himself, again, there's no there's not a selfishness in it, because even in God being God. He creates selflessly. He sacrifices for that which he created. Okay. And so we see continually this pursuit of man by his creator. And so he's not willing to just go, you know what? Forget it all. Forget them. No, he's continually pursuing us. And in the midst of that, he's, yes, is he loving himself? Yes. But again, it's pure. It's not. It's not this selfish idea of love. Well, that's a hard example to try to follow. You're welcome. Uh, what? <laughs> what do you mean it's a hard example to follow? Are you saying it's hard to be like that? Uh, is that what you're saying? It's. It seems like he's he's wa- he he is walking a super fine line that if we step on either side of, we're going to hell. Like. Okay. Like he's allowed to say he's the best because he's objectively the best. Okay. And we are not objectively the best. Right. So we're not allowed to say that even though he's doing it. So he's setting an example that we can't follow. Well, but the example is in the way that he loves God himself, we need to love him. The way that, you know, so. Like, right. But if I said that. Yeah. To other people, that okay. wouldn't be good. Okay. Like, I love myself. Right. And you need to love me too, but I'm not going to love you back. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, that wouldn't be loving back. Not that I'm not going right, to. That wouldn't be loving back. I understand. But I think. Love me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But, but even, but, but God doesn't force our love either. That's true. So he's not forcing us to love him. Okay. He's saying, I will love self and you regardless. Okay. Right? So we get that in return. That no matter what we do, he always loves us with the most love that we could ever be loved. Correct. Okay. I mean, that's the that's the whole, to me, the whole beauty of the gospel. Right? Okay. I mean, when, when they talk about God being the gospel, that's, that's in essence what we're talking about is the fact that this one who is perfect, this one who is holy, who is fully good, who is fully just, 
loves us when we honest honestly don't deserve it. Right, but he wrote it. <laughs> We're gonna keep going in circles <laughs> because <laughs> yes, did he inspire people to write yeah. the Bible that we have? Yes, absolutely. But that's the part of it, though. I mean, and I think a lot of people miss this. When we're reading scripture, we're actually discovering who he is, which right. hopefully should cause us to love him even more. Not just because of how great and how good and how loving and how powerful he is, though he is all those things, but because he is those things and yet he still loves us when we're not even close to that. Oh, okay. And, and to me, I think that's the beauty of the gospel is the beauty of knowing God is yes, he is love, goodness, holiness, you know, he, he mercy, he just, he's all of these things. Okay. And yet he still loves us. Even though we're not good people. I mean, no, <laughs> even though no one's a good people. I mean, we're, we're, we, we do some pretty crappy things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There was, we're the best at being crappy. <laughs> can, I brought it back. Can I can I mention one of the comments we got on one of our YouTube channels? Yeah, sure. Yeah. And so like the the person, the commenter, oh, and I wish I'd put it down. I could give you credit for it. Um, the person said, uh, uh, did God make a mistake creating humans? You know, and, oh, it's, yeah. and, uh, and I, and it's, I don't know, maybe <laughs> I was thinking and I, and I can't remember what TBD. I was <laughs> I think my reply was the fact that, like, I mean, we're not helping our calls much. Like, we're not, mm -hmm. like, there's nothing we're, there's not a lot that we're doing to say otherwise. Mm -hmm. I mean, thankfully, again, in God's mercy, he doesn't believe he made a mistake. He still fully loves. But, man, do we do a lot to mess this thing up. Yeah, yeah. we're really good at that. Yeah. Because not only messing up our relationship with God, but just the way we interact with one another. Right. And what we do with our world. So in YouTube comment sections. And yeah. <laughs> by the way, we love your comments. Keep sending them in. So Okay. So So this is like the practical question. Okay. So what happens when people have too much pride? Like what does their life turn into? Okay. Like where does that go? Right. So if remember, that's their sin. If that's like, I, I, I am a pride. Okay. That's just not the I, yeah. I understand. All right. In James 4, we, we read it earlier. It's It talks about how the fact that God resists those who are prideful. Mm -hmm. So so what happens to people, they got too much pride. You got one side. So God's resisting them. Okay. And then in Romans chapter one, th there's just this, this fascinating passage um, of God delivering people because of their sins. He keeps delivering them over to themselves. So in other words, he's going to deliver them over to their lust, to their deceitful passions or disgraceful passions. In verse 28 of Romans 1, it says, God delivered them over to a corrupt mind. Okay. And so when we're, when God delivers us over to ourselves, that's like almost like that is judgment on us in a lot of ways. Because we're not good at being us. Yeah. Okay. Because when we're just left to our own devices, when, 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 when God's, I, I give you over to you what you're, what you really want, right? Without, then I think that's you know, because this is what He says. 
he gives them over to a he delivers them over to a corrupt mind so that they do so that they do what is not right. They are filled with all unrighteousness, evil, greed, and wickedness. They are full of envy, murder, quarrels, deceit, and malice. They are gossipers, slanderers, god haters, arrogant, proud, boastful, inventors of evil, disobedient to parents, senseless, untrustworthy, unloving, and unmerciful. Although they know God's just sentence, that those who practice such things deserve to die, they not only do them, but even applaud others who practice them. And I think that's the point. Like, if if I live in a constant state of being arrogant, prideful, boastful, no repentance, no no acknowledgement that I need to, you know, that I need to change, um, and and I, and I, and don't get me wrong like i think there's elements of all of us like where there may be like these these parts of us that are that 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 does have some pride there mm-hmm. okay and maybe we're aware of it consciously maybe we're not aware of it consciously maybe we're battling through it maybe we just don't know it really exists and someone has to kind of hit us over the head with a two by four to kind of bring us to our senses a little bit but the fact that if we stay in those places it says that those who practice such things so arrogance pride being boastful deserve to die and i think that's kind of where it's where it leads us to okay is so if god is resisting us right then then it's obviously not going well if we're turned over to ourselves we're we're and we let we stay in these places of pride and arrogance and being boastful being conceited then our path really is death or as the proverb 16 says that excuse me that pride leads or comes before destruction Mm -hmm. and that our that what we will reap really is destruction um and so i think often we see this in destruction of relationships around us i think that's probably the most tangible part like so on a temporal level on a tangible Mm -hmm. nature I think what pride ultimately does is it 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 causes this massive um, destruction of relationships. Because, like, man, if we're prideful and arrogant all the time, and it's all about us, people really just don't want to be around us. At some point, they just get tired of that. Right. I mean, no one wants to hear someone just constantly talk about themselves and what how great they are and how what all the great things they have or all the great things they've done or i mean you eventually will lose relationships um and and then obviously the ultimate destruction is actually the destruction of our own souls and and there's nothing more destructive than that so what if i'm proud of something that nobody else cares about okay like like uh a, a paper airplane collection cool right yeah and everyone's like, I don't know why he is so proud of that. That's really stupid. And but I'm like, yeah, I got more paper airplanes than everybody. What are you gonna do about it? Is that sinning? <laughs> okay, it's not about other people's judgment or their thoughts towards you. It's about what's in your own heart about it. Okay. So if 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 you're just sitting there going, well, I just got a lot of paper airplanes. It's really pretty cool. All right. Cool. Like it's like saying, well, I've got a lot of. It's not just a lot. It's like the best paper airplane right so <laughs> i guess that's the other side of it is if you're okay and maybe you think you do have the best paper airplanes mm-hmm. okay all right that's 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 maybe still even okay 
I think the question becomes, do you think that because you have the best paper airplanes, that that actually makes you better than somebody else? So it's about me. Mm-hmm. Not about, about anything that other people perceive. No. Okay. I feel like I've asked you that before in another topic. Yeah. Well, yeah. It, and I can't remember what it was. Because people are going to perceive us in different ways. Right. I mean, there's somebody, maybe like, man, he's really prideful. But is he? Is, or is she? You know? Or, man, they're so humble. But then maybe in their hearts, they're as prideful as they could be. I, I think things like pride are, are, are hard to judge. Okay. Unless you, unless you just really know somebody. I think that's hard to judge. People can act like complete morons when they're trying not to be prideful. Mm-hmm. And it's annoying. Okay. Like, like... You ask someone what they're doing today, and they uh-huh. don't want to tell you that they're graduating from college, receiving a Nobel uh-huh. Peace Prize, and flying <laughs> to Mars all in the same day. And so they just don't tell you anything because okay. they don't want to look like they're better than you. Okay. So what is that called? <laughs> okay. Is that got a name for it? And right. what's up with that? Well, I, I mean, but there's... There are people who just genuinely don't like to bring attention to themselves. Okay. I mean, most, now I will say most people do. Like, you know, like most, like to be honest, uh, you've heard this phrase before too. If you ever want to start up a conversation with someone, you ask them about themselves. Right. Because what do people like to talk about more than anything else? Themselves. Okay. That's mostly true. But there are people who just genuinely don't like to talk about themselves or what they've accomplished. They just, they don't want to, they just don't want to go there. Don't want to talk about it. Um, and sometimes it's just because of personality. They're quiet. They're shy. Other times it's because they feel like they have accomplished something or they have accomplished a lot and they don't, they don't want that to become like the thing that they're known for, or they don't want that to be a hindrance in developing relationships with other people. Um, and so, like, I think there's a sense of, uh, I, and I, so I can respect that. So I'm getting to, um, and I mean, I, now I do think there can be like a, a false humility part okay, that can come into play, like never taking credit for anything, never, right. Just kind of diminishing all like, you and what you've done. Um, cause I don't think we have to diminish those things. Like there's nothing wrong with saying, yeah, I, you know, I invented this or I went here or witness, I, you know, you know, you meet someone, hey, they graduated from Harvard or what, you know, like, and I think sometimes we can kind of get it in our heads of like, you know, um, I just don't want to ever say anything that can come across of me being boastful or prideful, but I think there's a, there can be a false humility at times instead of just going, yeah, that's, those are things I did. But as long as you're not thinking that thing causes you to be better than somebody else, right? Okay. And I think that's the biggest part of it. Um, so this whole thing is still like all in my brain. Yeah. So, so if so I was trying to never tell anyone about my accomplishments or anything that I'm doing ever, yeah, that could be so that someone else would go around and be like, did you, uh, did you hear what he did? Like, why has he never talked about that? And then yeah. they go tell everyone. 
Yeah, or I mean, or it could. It, I mean, I think there's one part of. I mean, again, you never know with people. There's like there's one part of people can be like, you just they just don't want to talk about it. Okay, you respect that. Some people are just, you know, hey, I I want to make sure that I I, I stay humble, and that's their way of dealing it, dealing with it, and handling it. Um, and so I, I don't ever want to judge how people respond or what they say about themselves or don't say about themselves because I think that's a very personal thing to them. So, and if we don't like it, I think that's on us. We can get over it. Speaking of being humble, mm-hmm. I'm so good at that. Are you? Yeah. Yeah. You, what's wild to me is you know in you know in scripture, and it's like where Abraham says. That or Moses, mm-hmm. excuse, Moses says that he was the most humble man on the face of the earth. Moses said that, yeah, about himself. Wow. But God wrote it. Yeah, or but you know, tradition says Moses wrote it actually. Right. Yeah. Just Mo- saying, Moses fought him a little bit. No, I don't want to write that about myself. <laughs> it's not you writing it. Right. It's me. me. Shut up and write. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know how that went down. Right. But but Moses was like, yeah, the most humble man on the earth, right? You're just kind of like, okay, Moses, like, cool. He seemed pretty humble. Yeah. I guess. I I guess. I mean, the Lord thought he was, because he referred to him as the most humble man on the earth. Mm -hmm. So. All right. Yeah. The church. Uh Uh-huh. They're the worst at this. I, I don't know if they're the worst, but it's... Their pride within church, yes. So tell me why you're so bad and the rest of us are so good. <laughs> being Mr. Church being guy. Being Mr. Church guy. All right, yes, great. Um, so the church is really bad at being prideful about stuff sometimes. Well, okay. I. Okay. Societally, mm-hmm. we're all bad. Right. With, with pride. Mm-hmm. Okay. And yes, the church, the church has a pride problem. Mm-hmm. And and to be honest with you, it it actually always has. And the church, I feel like the problem with the church. Okay. This is where this is where my brain was going with this question. Okay. Is that the church feels like that since they got God behind them? Okay. They're the best, more than everybody else. Yeah, and that can right. yeah, and that can that definitely can be the case. Okay. Sometimes, and and what's interesting is if you break that down even to a smaller microcosm of it. Some churches think they're better than other churches because they're doing the God thing better. Right. Or they have more of God on their side. Or more people. Or more people. Right. And so I think there's a lot of levels of um, of pride within churches. Um, and so I think it manifests itself in different ways. So, for example, one way, you've got members who are prideful because of their role or their status as being influencers within the congregation. Mm-hmm. And like, that's kind of their thing. Like that's, that's where they get their value, their status from is their, whether it's because they have more money or whether it's because they have more power or whether they, cause they've been there longer or whatever. It's like, Oh, this, like my status, my value comes from that. And I'm a better church member than, so-and-so over there, or I have this much influence, right? Um, so there's that kind of level of pride. Another way is, I mean, pastors becoming prideful. Prideful because, of, you know, 
hey, people need them or they perceive that people need them because they go to them with their needs um, and for counseling, for pastoral care, um, or the pastor can become prideful because, man, aren't I a great communicator? People just love how I communicate or people just love me or, man, look how many people are in the building and they must be here all to hear me. Mm -hmm. And all of those things can feed pride for a pastor. Um, and, and then, you know, I mean, and then of course it gets to like kind of the modern day stuff of like, well, look how many followers and, you know, likes and everything else that I've got. Um, and then I think there's other, and again, kind of going back to the other part, like there's other, there's other members in the church and, and like, they think that their church is just simply better because they believe the right things or. God's presence is more among them or they worship the right way or whatever it may be. And so they actually think they're the best of all churches. Um, and so, yeah, church no doubt has a, has, has a pride problem. Do you think every church has some level of this? Yes. Okay. Absolutely. Like, and you're just going to find it somewhere. You're going to find it somewhere. No matter where you go. No matter where you go. Okay. Whether, you know, whether that's among the staff, whether that's among some of the members, I, yeah, I do think that you're just gen generally going to find pride at some level, somewhere, because I think you do everywhere okay. you go. And I hate that it's within the church. Mm -hmm. I will say that because all of this pride, because it leads to pastors falling, leaders falling, church splits, and then all that does is let the let the church or let the world believe the church is no better than them. Mm -hmm. So therefore, why do I need church and why do I need their God? Yeah, and church is definitely better than the rest of them. I mean, <laughs> so yeah, I think, no, I, and I think that's the, I think it's the problem is because it leads to so much destruction. Mm -hmm. Therefore, it leads to a horrible witness in the world. Right. And And you're right. And there are people, unfortunately, that take the stance of, well, I'm saved, I know God, or we as a church, we're saved, we know God, we're better than those that don't. Is and that true? No. Is that objectively true? No. no. Okay. Objectively, truth is we're going to, we, we know Jesus, those who are saved, born because, again. Just because we accepted a gift. Right. We know Jesus and we're going to heaven, but that doesn't make us any better than someone who doesn't know Jesus. Okay. Yeah. I feel like I've heard the exact opposite of that before of what you just said and that doesn't surprise me unfortunately okay because i think christians can think of like oh well i'm saved I'm, of right. course i'm better no you're just saved you're forgiven like like i you don't feel much better even though i've done the saved yeah like <laughs> we're saved we're being hopefully transformed into the likeness of jesus but i'm not better than somebody else that doesn't know him Okay, so what do I do if I am a pride person? Okay. A prideful person in myself. How do I fix myself? All right. So, I mean, the I think the, the biggest thing is like just humbling. Like, I think it all starts with like, all right, I'm going to humble myself before the Lord and just say, God, I know that I'm prideful. I know that I have thoughts that have risen above the knowledge of God. Like I, I know that about myself, Lord. 
And he's definitely not going to answer you that first time. <laughs> he definitely is going to. All right. And so you're and, and, and you're just saying, and God, I'm asking for you to help me. Help me to help me to remain humble. And I think I think a lot of pride um, comes comes from this idea that. All right. I've been rejected. I felt insecure. And I've kind of said enough is enough. Like I'm done with that. I'm done with people putting me down. I'm done with being told I'm not good enough. And that gummit, I like, I'm I'm done with that. And I'm gonna kind of take over my life. Mm-hmm. And and I understand why people default to that psychologically, but I think the idea of but I'm gonna take over my life or take control of my life is what leads often to pride, but it's also it's not sustainable, right? We we never can control every aspect of our life or what people think about us or say about us or do to us. And so therefore, I think probably the the best way to frame it is to say, Lord, like, I I want to be humble. I don't want to keep putting up walls. I don't want to keep lifting up these thoughts to protect. I think a lot of times we lift up our thoughts about how great we are, we are to protect ourselves. I think it's more of like a defense mechanism than anything else. And so, but Lord, let me kind of become vulnerable and open again. Um, you know, Romans um, chapter 11, verse 36 talks about the Lord. And he says, for from him and through him and to him are all things. So we're from him. He's made us through him. In other words, because he made us and he gives us air in our lungs and then to him. In other words, everything about our being has been made for God. To him be the glory forever. And it says, therefore, chapter 12, verse one, therefore, so because God is this because all things are from him and through him and to him. Therefore, brothers and sisters, in view of the mercies of God, I urge you to present your bodies as living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true worship. Do not become conformed to this age, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you may discern what is the good, pleasing, and perfect will of God. For by the grace given to me, I tell everyone among you to not think of himself more highly than he should think. Instead, think sensibly, as God has distributed a measure of faith to each one. Now, as we have many parts in one body, all the parts do not have the same function. In the same way, we who are many are one body in Christ and individually members of one another. And I think there's there's three things in this. One is, I'm not God. He Mm -hmm. is. Therefore, I'm going to present myself and say, God, here I am. Here's my life. This is my act of worship by just saying, God, here I am. I'm, I'm yours. And then, or maybe four things. Number three, so God, can you help transform my mind by your spirit and by your word? And then number four, Lord, I, 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 I recognize the fact that I'm part of a many-membered body. In other words, I'm part of a body of believers, and we all have special gifts and special talents, and we're all in need of one another. And I think that's the beautiful part of being in the body of Christ is because I'm surrounded by people all the time that are better at things than I am, that are more gifted at things than I am. Mm-hmm. And hopefully that should keep me at a at a humble spot, a humble place, right? Like, okay, in our church, I might be further along theologically than some people just because of my training. But at the same time, there's a couple of brothers in our church that are theologically trained as well. And so we have conversations and I don't think I'm theologically 
you know, far ahead of them. Mm. Right. Uh, and, and so, but then like I was in a board meeting the other night and we were making decisions about finances and some building repairs and those kind of things. Well, I'm not a finance person. That's not what I do for a living. I'm not a repair guy. I'm not a, you know, a, a construction guy. And so listening to these, to the board talk about things and, you know, and, and, and really just deferring to them, right? Okay. I'm the pastor. Okay. But what the heck do I know about these things? So really deferring for them to make these decisions. There's nothing about clogged toilets in here. <laughs> right. <So>. Right. <laughs> right. And so, you know, um, and so my point just being is I think when we're part of the body of Christ, it really should help us know that we need one another and that should help us to stay humble too. So knowing who the Lord is, knowing we're not him, and then knowing that we actually need other people. And, and again, being willing to say, God, I'm, I'm going to open myself up to needing other people because most times when we're hurt because of other people, we stop thinking we need other people. And that's kind of what develops the pride in us a little bit as I'm self-sufficient. Um, it's about me preservation of self mm. and to be able to lay those things down and go, I'm going to open myself back up to you, Lord, and to your people. And I understand that can be a kind of a horrifying proposition at times, but hopefully as it says here, you know, verse three, by the grace given to me by that grace that I'm able to do that. So, well, if I had too much pride, I could probably fix it without God's help. I'll let you think that. <laughs> well, this has been the When I Heard This Podcast. You can follow the podcast on Facebook and Instagram at When I Heard This Podcast and X previously known as Twitter and locals at When I Heard This. Go to Patreon, $5. Like, subscribe, share, comment, follow, download, tell your friends about the show. You can follow me on Facebook and Instagram at Nate Robinsoff, and you can follow Joseph on Instagram at Rev Joe T. This has been the Winner Heard This Podcast, and we'll see you guys next time. Bye.